1: We're on the line with Evolo Pro Cycling's Alex Hohen, who's joining us from Utah. Um, Alex, things seem to be going pretty well for you
0: guys. Tell us about Stage 2. Yeah, so Stage 2 was quite an amazing day for the team. Uh, We had a rider, Michael Hernandez, make it in the breakaway, the early break of the day, which was awesome. Uh, He was able to make it all the way about maybe quarter of the way up the climb, maybe halfway up uh, until the Peloton caught him or what was left of the Peloton. Um, Myself and my other teammate, Luis, he and I made it up. I made it up about three-fourths of the way until I was gradually, uh, you know, not really dropped, but just couldn't hang on to the front group of 15 guys. Uh, and So my teammate that was in the break kind of faded back towards me, helped me get settled in and finish towards, uh, helped me get over the top of the climb. And my teammate that was uh, in the front of the field, Luis, he made it all the way over in the front group, had an amazing ride, and was able to finish fourth on the stage. So we had a pretty incredible day as a team. So I couldn't be happier.
1: Now, tell tell yeah. us about what it was like out there, because I've got some friends who live in the St. George area, and they were saying, oh my gosh, we've been hearing that the air quality around Payson is not going to be good. I was really thinking about you guys yesterday.
0: Right. So that's what a lot of people were saying, actually, um, that were around here in this area. And from a distance, it looked pretty awful. You couldn't really see the mountain at all. Uh, but... Honestly, like up close, like when we were racing, I, I personally did not feel that I was being too blocked, uh, with the smog or whatever. So I don't think it was awful. I'm not sure about some other people, but myself personally, I did not have a too much of an issue with that. So that was, uh, always good.
1: And that, I just think, I mean, those dry desert conditions, if there's, haze or anything like that you're not having any lung issues or eye issues anything like that
0: not really no I I deal with that fairly well uh it was extremely hot yesterday so that was one of the things that was crazy was how hot it was all day long
1: now what's your role in the team speaking of heat and uh are you dropping back to get water and bring it up to your teammates how does that work
0: Um, not exactly. Myself and Luis are the two main GC riders on the team. So, uh, he is now our team GC leader. He's 12th overall, which is outstanding. So I will basically be like in a supporting role up the climbs for him for the rest of the week, most likely. Um, so I won't necessarily get bottles in the beginning of the race. But towards the top, when it gets really hard and he needs more water to finish the climb or whatnot, finish the stage, then, yeah, I will probably be going back to the car because I'll be one of the last guys left up to climb. So that's kind of my role. That and uh, just, you know, our second GC guy of the team to finish hopefully top 20. So that's kind of my role.
1: Now, Alex, that leads us into an area I'd really like to discuss with you, and that's the fact that, I mean, you're all out there as individuals, and you definitely want to be noticed by other teams. Contract years are coming up. You just had a a great performance at U23 Nationals, yet you also really want to be a great team player and work for the team to win. How does that seeming conflict come into play, and, and
0: how do you learn to deal with that? Right, so I think if you play it right, there really is no conflict. Our team is very um gracious about giving everyone opportunities to do uh what we can, so, like yesterday, I had the opportunity to race for myself essentially um and do as best as I could, and I finished in the top twenty on the stage, so not as good as Luis on the day, which is completely fine, uh but yeah, so after today like we will still all get opportunities uh for ourselves to race as a team to race uh for ourselves and get results um but when it comes down to days that really matter uh i'll still get to race for myself but maybe there'll be you know one time that i'll have to go back and get a bottle for Luis or uh something like that or i'll have to do something but uh there's really no conflict with uh racing as a team because racing as a team directors notice that too so as much as everyone wants to get results uh directors on other teams also want team players no one wants that one selfish you know rider that never wants to help anyone never wants to do anything for the team uh even if he can do well so that's something they also take into consideration into consideration when hiring new riders so there's a balance for yourself and a balance for what the directors look in, look at. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where the balance meets and how everyone, uh, works well to get their own results and to work well for the team. Excellent. Thanks, Alex.
1: Can you tell us what's coming up today? Uh, we had a little family issue at uh, my house and so we weren't able to talk to Alex last night. We're doing this interview actually the morning of stage three. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So today is a 116-mile stage, so it's quite long. Uh, Thankfully, there's only 4,000 feet of climbing compared to the 9,500 and 7,000 we've had the past two days. Uh, So this one won't be as hilly. There's a nasty climb in the middle of the race called Bountiful Bench. I'm sure a lot of people from Utah that are listening Uh, I've heard of Bountiful Bench, and it is a wicked climb, about 4 kilometers, uh, 12 to 15% straight up, and it's about a five-minute effort uh, that'll really knock some uh, sprinters out of the group if they're not careful, Uh, and some GC guys, you know, if if they're not paying attention and someone attacks, you know, it could be pretty dangerous. And then it comes back into uh, Layton, where we're staying. So it starts on Antelope Island, which is really cool. I've never been there. It's an island in the middle of the Great Salt Lake uh, here in Utah. And then it finishes with five loops, kind of like a few days ago, a couple of days ago. Finishes with five little two-kilometer circuits uh, right in downtown Layton. So it should be another day for the the sprinters slash you know, not GC riders, but uh, more more towards the sprinter side is how I see this playing out for today.
1: Two stages in, a little bit longer than you're used to doing with uh, previous stage races. How are you recovering?
0: Uh, quite well, actually. Um, every day I seem to be uh, feeling just fine. So, you know, I feel like if this, you know, keeps the if we keep progressing like this, I I should have a good uh rest of the week. So I'm I'm quite excited and quite happy with how my legs are uh reacting after the stages and on to the next days.
1: Well Alex, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your morning today to chat with us and uh look forward to catching up with you after today's stage.
0: All right. Sounds good.
1: Alex Hohen of Evolo Pro Cycling at the 2018 Tour of Utah going into Stage 3. From the over-the-top studios at Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi.